Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another episode of Most Lilith with myself, Ray. And who do we have? We got Alex Reed in the house. And Derek, I'm back here. Yeah, man. How's everybody's week been? How's it all going? Busy. How's it hanging? Pardon? Hella busy. Yeah, long thing from. It was a very busy week, isn't it? Mm. Just Especially what? like for like Most Lilith. Pardon? Most Lilith. We just did a lot of Most Lilith stuff this week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, didn't even, I wasn't even able to get involved in everything, unfortunately, because I was working yesterday, so... I couldn't come and cook food with you guys, you know, and do the um Munch the radio Club. show in the morning and that. Yeah. So Ray and I went to Munch Club TV and we were on in tune, um, with Nena, um, which was really good. Yeah. Yeah, Munch Club we made like plantain lasagna. I, I actually now know how to make white sauce, which I was always like, is this cheese melted? Yeah. What's white what, sauce? what is this? White sauce. So it's uh like mayonnaise or something. Yeah, so yeah. it's cheese it's butter, cheese, flour flour and milk. And it's just you mix it and you add it to like mac and cheese and Lasagnas and oh, I know you talk about. So okay. A lot of people buy it. Obviously, the Domino, but it's actually so easy to make it. Yeah, it's like it's not that bad. It's not yeah. that bad, and it was actually pretty. I yeah. fried plantain, and then Alex said to me, "Oh, look at you, Ray, walking in the spirit of wife." This is she was in there just <laughs> stir- stirring the plantain like it was just anyway. But she, I mean, she burnt a few. But Shut your mouth. But can you cook, Ray? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Ray. your I thought your thing was you can't cook, and you want a man who can cook for you. My thing was never been I can't cook. Who was it you saying you can't I do? Nine. I don't like cooking. Oh, yeah. you don't like yeah, cooking. Yeah, she's, oh, saying okay, the, okay. she's saying on the show that um, she, what is it? <laughs> like, you like cooking, you like cooking, you can cook the basics and stuff. I can cook every like basic stuff, but I don't like. You can't like run to a fridge and then cook, like work, work, work up a meal. Like, like it's not even that, it's just because I see cooking as a chore because mm. I was made to cook. Like every mm. weekend, like I had to cook. So I hate it because every time I cook, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I could be doing something else. Mm, 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 mm. It's one <laughs> so. of them ones, man. I just don't have time. I just don't have time to. I haven't really had time to cook. So sitting there and watching Nash cook like that, I was just like, "Wow, this guy comes in every day, and right? Cooks like and you, stuff. you finish your day, and well, I just want to sleep, mm. or like, I'll write, or I'll watch something. This no, guy made, cooks. He made a good point though. He was like, "Ah, oh, this is hobby, isn't it?" So he yeah. cooks when most people are like reading or writing or doing other things. He's cooking. Or reading food blogs or whatever. So that's what it was. But anyway, thanks Nash for having us. Um, thanks Nana for having us on air. Oh yeah, what was the, uh, the, the 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 relationship question that we had? That was quite. Was it the Valentine's Day one? Like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. How do I? Like they've been. They've I've been, been seeing a, rela- a guy for like a few months. 
and then like he hasn't brought up Valentine's Day. Yeah. I was Don't bring it up, girl. There are other people who just will take you out. <laughs> if he's not about it, he's not about it. Does it have to be about Valentine's I mean, is it by force, fam? Yeah, no, the thing is they've been he said you, the, the the message was like they've been together for um been going out for four months. Yeah. And he hasn't brought up Valentine's Day. Obviously we're in February now. So time's yeah, ticking. Yeah. It's in ten days' time. Yeah. So she's thinking what's going on you know, obviously it matters to her otherwise she wouldn't have brought it up yeah. I think it all depends on the woman like if you feel like you're, you're dating someone who those kind of things matter to her mm. then do something yeah, that's if it doesn't yeah. then I, don't yeah. I had to make a point I was just like you know what Like, if you know you're getting to know somebody it's only four months in how do you know what nah, you want to do you, you get to know no, someone no, no, a no, lot no. in four months but you don't want to do some generic Valentine's Day thing do you you want to do something well I mean I would want to do something a bit more like Oh, look at you. You're creative. That's nice. Don't worry, Alex. Valentine's Day is going to come and go for it's us. It's literally going to come and go. It's <laughs> going to fly on back. But the thing is, if, if, the, if the guy is with someone who wants to celebrate Valentine's Day and he doesn't want to, he just needs to find somebody who doesn't want to celebrate exactly. Valentine's Day. That's it. It's That's very it. simple. But you can't you know. be unequally yoked, as the Bible says. Yeah, or find a, com- <laughs> find a compromise that doesn't result in him having to... Yeah. But why Valentine's wouldn't you want to do something for Valentine's Day? As in, to me, it's just like, but why? Like, okay, yeah, commercially, all right, you're feeding into the whole capitalism thing, you're giving people money. Well, but at the same time, day, it's it? just yeah. another day of celebration. And yeah, you celebrate your woman and the people that you love every day. But if this is the day that you're like, okay, I really want to do something, why not? Like, why is it such a big deal not mm. to, to do mm. something? Do you know what I mean? Mm, 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 mm. Like, I don't understand the hype. Like, oh, I don't want to do something for Valentine's Day. I'm like, but why? Like, I mean, are you speaking from experience? No. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, I've never had to, like... Worry. I don't know, it. but for me anyway, I feel like I'm so... Like, I'm an open book. Yeah. So I'm the type of person that those things do matter. Oh, when it comes to those things. Yeah, like, it's so celebration. I feel like anyone who knows me just knows that. Yeah. yeah like, like birthdays, for example. I'm, occasions. But isn't yeah. Valentine's Day haram? I don't even know. <laughs> is why does everything? I mean, no, because Cupid. Is, obviously, Cupid is, I guess Cupid is a, Cupid is a, is a, is a is god of. But I think for love or something. Well, I mean, if you take it back to that, then yeah, right. Mm, but okay. I feel like commercially now it's not because it's like Saint Valentine's Day, isn't it? I is don't it, know. It's a, it's a Roman, it's a to be Roman honest, Christmas. any sort of you know far holidays mm. <laughs> is a bit you know haram. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I think the idea behind it to celebrate people you love is is great. Yeah, fair, so, fair enough. Okay. Guys, whoever my MCM is, okay. know, I I want to do something for Valentine's. Moving on from so. MCMs and Valentine's Day, <laughs> um, we also went and did some stuff with Vintage. So hopefully, when that comes out, we'll be sharing that content. That was a long ass day. Yeah, shout out Lena. Shout out Lena. Yeah, it was really good. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, hit up the Society of Young Publishers. Oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> was that this week? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, we went to um. Yeah, that was good actually. I like that. So much. Just thank you to everybody. Yeah. Oh, also, if we're judging the British Book Awards. Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. I'm judging the fiction section, which I'm very happy about. I'm doing children's, and Ray's doing the debut fiction. Yeah, fantastic. So, so it's called the um, it's called the Nibby. So we just want to say shout out to the bookseller for that, uh, Philip Jones, and man like Philip. Yeah, like we're just um, yeah, looking forward to doing that this year. In it, finally, my my 
my literary yeah. criticisms have come in handy and such I can actually, you know, <laughs> such an uncle. I can help contribute the handing out an award. That's actually going to be me. You sit in a rocking chair. That's have you seen that picture of that, um, oh, I think it's in this, um, some African guy and he's got like bare plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, yeah. That's, that's probably how you're going to end up, just being served. All right, what are you guys reading this week? I'm reading The Death in the Family by Carl Ove Norsgaard. Yeah, it's good. I I started reading it ages ago. Hmm? A Death in the Family. I started reading it ages ago, um, and then I stopped. I can't remember why, but I've started again because um, again shout out to Vintage. I managed to get the entire collection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just working my way through that now. Um, because I only had a couple of the books before, yeah. and I have all of them. I know he's releasing a book of essays. I think this year or next as well. It's like his last book isn't it something no he's do- i think he's doing four- i think he's doing four seasonal books so he's doing obviously spring winter summer autumn i think they're just collections of essays i mm. think the my struggle series is thin is finished um so now he's he's doing that but i just i love the way he writes man it's just like it's so detailed people say it's unnecessarily detailed but i love all that man mm, mm. i love that it reminds me of um murakami the, the, the detail um and he's just very honest you like the first book my struggle it's about his relationship with his dad and it's really um it's really intimate mm. and he just captures these little things that you do when you're trying when you're scared of your father but at the same time you want there's this really strange relationship between the two it's really uh, he captures something mm. it, it's really good um so that's what i'm reading yeah where are you reading anything alongside um, so alongside Camilla Shamsi, like the book that we're doing today, I read um, History, uh, an essay by um, Emerson. You got through it? Yeah. I couldn't get through that shit. Why? It's all right. Because he, he, it, it seems so convoluted the way he's written it. Mm. It's different to self-reliance. Yeah. So it's, it mainly looks at how man is part of a collective consciousness and history is that collective consciousness. Um, and how Who everything. Else said that? Someone else said that. Really? Yeah, and the 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 collective consciousness is moving forward. Yeah. Who? What? what oh, who Hegel. said that? I Hegel. Think. Yes, Hegel. Yeah. That's it. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So it looks at that and um, the idea that nothing, like no action, can happen that isn't inherently a part of each individual. Um. In a brief summary. So I really liked it actually. Um, Did you talk about the oversoul? Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Um, it's just that. It's like the whole, like. Mankind? Yeah, you've read um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, haven't you? Haven't you? Parts of it. I haven't read it. Oh, he talks about the whole, this thing. It's yeah. very and it's similar. Quite, it, it links in quite nicely with Hegel, actually, with the idea of spirit and how humans, we, our, as much as we might think we're very different from each other, um, our consciousnesses are very much a part of a bigger picture. And each time we go through life this big something comes to um shift the bigger picture and then our minds begin to slowly change and that is how i guess history is created not by an individual difference of thought by one individual but more so the change of thought of a collective and in each year in each year in each generation something different comes to oppose that collective imaginary Mm. and then we have a new sort of consciousness and that's how history evolves i suppose so i really liked it it was quite philosophical in a way um and yeah that's what i was reading i actually picked up the book that you told me to pick up 
Although that's um, uh, lullaby. Oh, by um. Slimani. Yeah. Yeah, Leila Slimani. Oh, Leila Slimani. And um, the two people at Waterstones were like, "Oh my god, this is like the best book ever." Like it's an old man and like this really young woman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well I have to read it now. They always do that. Pardon? They yeah. always do that. Oh, this is the best book ever. Yeah. They were like, no, you so. have to get this. Cause I got a book and then they were like, oh, you know, it's buy one with this book. You get something else that's buy one, get one free. Mm. But all the, like the titles in the um, buy one, get one. What? Like, no, buy one, get one half price. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, what? <laughs> all the titles in that I didn't like. So I, w- I went to the counter and I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'll just buy it full price. Cause I can't see anything else that I like. And the woman was so nice. She was like, don't worry, I'll give you this one. Like, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's what I'm going to actually be reading the coming week with swing time. Cause I'm going to a book club, a new book club. Swing time. Mm. Yeah. It's out this week, I think. Um, it's called Feel Free, mm-hmm. and it's just a collection of her essays that she's written over the past year. Do you like her? I don't like her book covers. I don't like. I don't like any like all I the don't book know covers. Who chooses them, but I don't know. I have this thing. Thing is, I don't even know why. Like every time Zadie Smith comes up, I just, I just get, I just there's this thing that I just don't like, and I really need to really address it because I'm like. But didn't you read her introduction in the Eyes of Watching God? No. Oh, you got to talk to him. Oh, maybe you've got a different version. She wrote an introduction for one really? of them. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not. Mm. It's just I feel like there's a big burden. What? The, I don't know. I think it's because I've just read like reviews <laughs> and stuff. Like I've read reviews, and every time I think about her, I just think of this deep. Oh right. Like yeah, yeah. D- deep unraveling of Britishness, and yeah. it just makes me feel very yeah, like mm-hmm. uncomfortable. The thing is, yeah, like I mean, I do get that because I think like. To, She's almost Dickensian in the way that she kind of comes. I don't think like, I've with her book. I've, I'm always like I'm gonna wait until I get in the mood to read her, yeah. but every time the mood never comes. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, this collection of essays she's written across, um, she wrote across 2016-17, and like some of the essays that she found, um, you'll find like the New Yorker and the Guardian and whatnot. Mm. And she's written. Um, I read like four or five essays from there, and they're pretty interesting. And she's got one where she's interviewing. Well, she's got an essay with um, talking to Jay Z. Really? Yeah, and it's so funny because it's just when Blue Ivy was born. Ah. And it's like he was just talking to him about, like, it's called The House That Hove Built. And it's um, just a version of him being a musician and going through all of what he's been through, like, pop culture. This is obviously before um, all of the Lemonade and Four 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 came out. But he was talking about the state of hip-hop and how he he said that, you know, when you look at hip-hop, with like how Jay's kind of gone through it like up until this point he's still relevant whereas you've got several rappers such as like Ja Rule and all those guys that kind of like fall out mm. um, she's also spoken about the similarities of what rappers can learn from dancers and what, what from dance um, she's got quite an extensive essay on Get Out and also like gentrification so it's like it's pretty it's yeah. pretty good i've like, read that girl yeah like it's pretty it's a pretty good collection i mean it's thick it's it's thick huh yeah i mean if you're not into zadie you're but probably not gonna pick, you're probably not gonna pick it up huh? but i think is i feel like 
I understand what you mean about this kind of like this burden, but she, you could literally pick up white teeth and get straight into it, or on beauty. Like she's not a difficult writer to read at all. Like she's really it, straightforward. It might be this cloud of what's around her. I think so. And it's just kind of like you know, she's got the is it the Cambridge or Oxbridge? Well, she's got the Oxbridge around her. She's got I this she kind of like she's in the culture. But a lot of writers went Cambridge and Oxford, and I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but I feel like mm. there's this mystery around her. Mm. In my mind, I can't envision her going to these places because I feel like she's just. I feel like the way that she's been, like she's been positioned, or people Too literary. speak about her, they've put her in this place. Where I, she's mm. But do you know what's funny? I think she she's done that to herself. I remember someone was telling me that one of her rules of writing was like avoid clicks, don't get into writing clicks. And because she doesn't, she's really separate. Like, she's really private as well, yeah. clearly. And I think that's probably what lends this mystique to her because you don't know much about her. And she doesn't, you know I mean, she's not on Twitter battling people. She's not, when people come at her, she doesn't really engage in the kind of discourse uh, about her her work and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. But I like that advice. Don't get into writer clicks. Yeah, like, Yeah. Talk about their writing. They want to be able to, you know, feel that kind of mm. quote unquote brotherhood or sisterhood or womanhood. You know what I mean? Like all these different things. They want that kind of support. I don't know. If you can go about it solitarily and without any I like, mean, you support, can get, then I guess. But you can get support. Off the back of your own talent. But you can get support from people without being in a clique. People can support your writing without you having to be like tribal and pally like pally 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 with them do you know what i mean they can still help you you can still help each other do you know, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah yeah but anyway yeah moving on we're talking about zadie smith for a hot minute yeah but um yeah that's zadie smith feel free so Derek, what's your gems this week uh my gem this week is actually a poem it's not um it's not a book it's just a poem i'm not going to talk much about it because it's very sh- self-explanatory it's called um hinterhof by james fenton and it's like a really lovely, romantic, lovey-dovey poem. I think it's like one of the favorite poems to read at weddings. Um, I first came across this poem, I was listening to the BBC Four Books and Authors podcast and she had on, I think they were, I think they were doctors. She had on two doctors, I think they're twin doctors. I think they might've had a show on the BBC or something. They're doctors, they're twins. And one of them was like, oh yeah, James Fenton, blah, blah, and he chose a book of his poetry. And he's just like, oh, Hinterhof. They kept talking about Hinterhof. I like the word, I don't know what Hinterhof means. But of course, so I just... Google what it meant. No, I just Googled the poem. I don't need to know what the word means. <laughs> so I just went and um, found the poem. And um, it's lovely. It's really nice. I mean, if I ever get married, um, doubtfully. But if I ever do, I'll probably read it at my wedding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll read a poem at my wedding. Yeah, not like those those deaf poetry jam people who came to do their wedding <laughs> vows as poetry. Not like that, Alex. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Can you talk into the mic, my brother? That mic is very close to your mouth. <laughs> what does it mean? Will it ruin the poem the whole for me? 
Will it what does it mean? It's a romance poem. Will it ruin it? It depends. What does it mean? It means backyard. Backyard? Backyard. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, whatever. That's my gem, yes. Uh, Hinterhof by James Fenton. Okay. Okay. Cool. So guys, um, this week, the book uh, we're going to talk about is um, Camilla Shamsi's Home Fire. Now, Camilla Shamsi, yeah. Camilla Shamsi, she was nominated. Was she nominated for the Man Booker? Yes. She's a Man Booker nominee, and she was also nomi- she was also shortlisted for the Costa Book Award. 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, which was just happened last um, last week. But, yes, yeah, so this book, um, uh, do you want to explain what the book's about? Yeah, your pick, like give that. us the synopsis. Yeah, little synopsis. So. Um, okay, so Home Fire is um, a modern retelling of Sophocles' Antigone. Mm-hmm. And if you guys know Antigone, obviously it's about um, a brother going away and being basically killed doing something that he wasn't supposed to do and being refused the burial rite of um, the ancient times that mm. they were in and Antigone is kind of fighting to ensure that she get he gets the burial he does then obviously she gets oh wait does she hang herself or she gets buried alive totally forgot yeah, Antigone. Antigone but um, I really love Antigone I studied it I think it's brilliant yes we know um, who wrote it? is it a thieves book? Sophocles yes it is Sophocles she was also the daughter of um, Oedipus. Yeah. Well, uncle, oh. father. Anyways, um, yeah, so in this... Sophocles a woman? No. Oh. Um, so in this, we have a sis- two sisters, um, Isma and Anika. And Anika has a twin brother called Parvez. And Man like, go on. And they, um, they have like this... They're like obviously they're from a Muslim family practicing Muslims and um, their father was basically a jihadi and he was killed or he died we don't know on um, his way to Guantanamo Bay Um, and it's all about the ghost of the father and or the absentee father and how he affects the world and the sort of the current lives of his children and these kids have been orphaned, their mother has died, their grandmother has died, and they were looked after, the twins were looked after by Isma, who's only recently just decided to go to New York, or sorry, to go to America, go back and, to school. and be free. Jesus, and go, yeah. yeah. So, it, it, you know, Parvez, in his plight to kind of find his father and know more about him, joins ISIS, and it's all about trying to get him back home. It's, it's, it's quite interesting, it has a myriad of things and elements that we can talk about but that's essentially it right. so first reflections on this book right this book yeah it's <laughs> Alex it's, was so stressed you loved, you loved it nah, didn't you? Nah, like, I was so stressed this, this morning what do you mean sudden it was just it kind of just went left and it you know sometimes when you can try and follow the story and you think to yourself yeah, yeah i know where this to, is going you kind of know it's going yeah all of a sudden it's like boom this is just yeah be the case. that's life um, my brother it is life but sometimes when you're reading these formulated books you kind of think 
feel like there's a lot in there. There's a lot of um, there are a lot of brilliant characters in it, and it is written really well. Um, the one thing I didn't really, I didn't really agree with. Like she kind of did too much at the beginning with regards to the what, writing Isma's style. Like chapter. A, no, yeah, it was a lot of... Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, it was like, um, it was like, it was really, she did, she she became really flowery at the beginning, like there were all these different stylistic things that she was throwing in to kind of make it one of those memorable books rather than just writing, not necessarily writing plainly, but like she just didn't need to write those things so far. I think she was trying to show off. She was showing off a bit, so I was just like, "Why and are you writing it like really this? Does it need to be? Does it need to be written?" That's like interesting that? that you say showing off. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of writers who write in like in that way, but I mean, yeah, would you still so say they were showing off? So early, like, I felt like so early on, like, I feel like sometimes you got to, you got to get used to the the writer and the story, and then you start to see it within it. Like for example, if we talk, if we talk about what we did previous weeks with like John McGregor, yeah, like that was written beautifully, and then. But wouldn't wouldn't don't you prefer when a writer literally throws you into their writing style f- from the offset rather than pretending yeah. they're something they're not? Be, there has to be some kind of like grace with it. Do you see what I mean? There has to be some kind of flair with it. Like I okay. feel like you know when you when you just throw it in because you can, it just makes you you can see when it's obvious. Do you see what I'm saying? Hmm, but, that's um, interesting. But otherwise, other than that, the story was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed the relationship up between Isma and her. Her, um, her siblings. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I, enjoyed that I fucking hated no, those twins. No, like the, no, I like the twins. The twins were childish, ungrateful, <laughs> pathetic. Isma was a little bitch because she was beautiful. Do you not think Harvez was a wimp? No fucking spine. Maybe it's because you've got younger siblings. Yeah, you probably see that. Cause Maybe. I just, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I love that you say Parvias. Parvias. A little wimp in search of daddy. I think he was a wimp, but there were several scenes in that, and obviously he grew up with like women. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't know. Like there was nothing he could. No one he could relate to in that, other than the fact that he was twin. He had a twin sister. And they were like awfully close in a really weird way. Half of another, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like it's because there were things that mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, like when they, when he, when he, when one was going through something, like they would always check in with each other or talk to each other about stuff that was going on. Do you know what I mean? Because they're, yeah. you know, well, they're, they're twins. Exactly, right. So what do you mean they were really close in a really weird way? Like to the point where I don't think that two people can be or should be one like that. You should know who you are. But, but you're not a twin to know that. Yes, Do you see exactly. what I mean? No, you can't. Mm, apparently, I have, I have twins. I know twins. I've raised twins. Yeah, but they're twins. They're but you are not a twin. They're always going to, yeah, they're always going to have that connection with with each other. I mean, I even shared this video yesterday on Twitter. Like there was this, the, this twin. Well, you've watched too much This Is Us. Yeah, no, and no, you're no, thinking, no. oh no, yeah, no, 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 no. he's so far away. I feel it. No, 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 no. But like, like they're just two individuals, mate. And like his twin brother was screamed, like the other way. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> because like they have this 
I don't know what it is. No, but... it's not. It's just DNA. You're just romanticizing that. Nah, something. Like, I feel like I feel like you can't dismiss the. I'm not dismissing twins. it, but I'm just saying. You can't dismiss it's... twins. Like you know, it's like it's like having a sip. It's like you have a connection with your siblings. You have that connection, regardless of whether you get along or not. There's a connection yeah. that you have with them. But now not imagine, to if, that and, now imagine if you have shared a womb with these ki- with these. I, you don't remember. But no, but you, they, it's an intrinsic feeling. Do you see what I mean? Like there's a feeling that you have. So I you, would I would imagine. So I'm you think? Twin. So you so think? Know, you think twins have what like some some psychic powers or something? I wouldn't want to say psychic for one for fear of calling it or making it sound kooky. But it's, yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's a several there's a several. I feel like there is a connection there that these twins have. And I think that that's what Camila mm. was writing about. She kind of threw that in quite often. You know, this whole, um, I think there was a bit where Annika was talking about how she, you know, when it came to Parvise, she was always, she would talk to him about specific things about, you know, what they were going through, like relationships and stuff. When it comes to her older sister, it was more the tactile relationship. I hate like the, the way hug. they she treated went, her older sister. She went to her sister. for hugs and went to her for like, that, that motherly that, 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 yeah that motherly comfort that I just hated comfort. the way they treated Isma because she was the one that knew their father right so she was the one that felt his absence mm. and she, when her mother and her grandmother died she had to step up at a really young age to look after these ungrateful twats okay <laughs> no and then they just they I'm not bitter but I'm just, okay you know what are right? you thinking that could have been me <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even that Do you know what got me like you know what i just like just before we started recording and i read that part yeah. when so there's a part so basically there's this guy called eamon who um who, eamon eamon, eamon. eamon. It's eamon. he anglic- anglicized it in arabic it's eamon to eamon to, to eamon yeah, to oh, okay yeah. all right so eamon um, met, so Eamon first meets Isma in Massachusetts and Isma is like a thing about Isma is me because she's like a real good hijabi yeah she's just like you know what like, I really want this nigga but mm, am I really gonna drop it down like that <laughs> I mean like yeah. Isma was like and then she took she took off her hijab for him yeah. and then he had the audacity to say so but I'm like your brother now wait said, is this is this like an event though is that an event if you take off your cause I remember that tweet you retweeted and the girl was like oh I have to marry this guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah if someone Obviously, sees your hair is that like, like you're not, yeah. they're not supposed to so it's like only people who can see your hair are people who you are your mahrams so if it's not your husband it's your brothers who can't marry you what's maharam maharam are people who can't marry you Okay. So your brothers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your father. So, you, but, you know I mean? but you remember, I think you're missing a key detail there with that though, because she. It wasn't a key detail. No, no, you're missing because remember, like, all right, so she goes to Massachusetts because of her she professor. Wants to be, yeah. Her professor kind of funds for her to go and to yeah. come to this thing, and her professor is this like a professor. You know, they you know they're typically. Yeah, she's very liberal. liberal. She's trying to tell like, her to, to like be a free girl. She said for her, listen, you need to off the hijab. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of that, you know. I was like, wow. She literally said, she literally said Take it off. Have you considered listened. taking off your hijab yeah, for him? I said, said She said, rethink the hijab. Yeah. First of all. And, and I you was know, like, you little deal bitch. with that. And then she was like, I oh, was not a fan. I was like, why don't you why does she need to do that to win this man's affection? But remember, now we're all, now we're always looking we're looking into these things, right? So we've had we've spoken we're gonna talk a bit more, but they Isma, Pavais and Anika, they don't have parents. They don't have parents. And right. they look into these figures for direction I and agree. for this advice. Yes, she's gonna. She's going to. She if her mum was alive, her she probably would have called her mum and been like, 
Yeah, but the thing is, a, a Muslim like? mother would never give you that advice. Right, because it was a, it was a Muslim mother, but her mum her mum's not there, and she's with this liberal mother figure, and she's telling her. To what was so funny she for me? Hijab and she got she got bun. Yeah, like, but she, right, she off the hijab, and this guy was like, "Oh, zoned. that's your she beautiful bro- sister." She got brother zoned, like literally. She, but the like, thing is, like, and then she like, I don't know, I just I I was so like, nah, like. They did Isma dirty. Yeah, did and then this other bitch, what's her name? Anika. Anika is like, they're praying Fajr, turns around, gets naked, yeah. but her hijab, her hijab is still on. Mm. And I'm like, um, sis, like, what are you what are you trying to do here? And then he's like, oh, you, she's like, oh, I want to choose the things that I get to show you. I'm like, so you're going to take it all off mm. and you're going to have the hijab there as like this kind of fetish. Mm. Like, and I didn't like that. Yeah. It was like, let me be naked everywhere else, yeah. but leave my hijab on. I'm like, but I don't get what you're trying to prove. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then when she was like, at the end, she was like, well, if you loved him, you would have done what I did. Done my head. You would have, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if you loved her, because obviously, Eamon, sorry, Eamon? Eamon. Eamon was the home secretary's son. Yeah. So she, I think she did love him, mm. um, Anika. I think they did love each other. Yeah. But, um. So just for chronology's sake, um, just so people can follow. So Isma goes to Massachusetts to finish her, P, to start a PhD. Yeah. She meets Eamon there. They, most people in the Muslim community know who Eamon is because his, he's the son of the, the home, home secretary, secretary who was previously and the, Muslim. And, and the home secretary kind of like denounced his faith in order for him to move up politically. And he kind and of be like, more accepted yeah, and he kind of like, he kind of calls out um, Islam and the negatives Quite, yeah. of Islam very often. So they call him, his name is um, Karamat Lone. So they call him the Lone Wolf and all these different things. She, they, she knows it's Marries uh, an English wife. Yeah, to American wife. American wife. And she knows, she meets Eamon again in Massachusetts. She takes off her job. And um, he doesn't. He kind of rejects her. But do you think he rejects her? Yeah, I think because no. Her. He said he was like the because obviously his father was responsible mm. for his for Isma's father's abandonment. Apparently, yeah. Because when she wanted, when they wanted him, the father to come back, because he was the home secretary, they wouldn't allow that. Oh, he's, he's like he's like don't bring him back. Yeah, because he was back. obviously a jihadi, and yeah. he's like no, don't um, bring him back. So but he was, was like the, it was because their father issues. She knew her father, and that resentment will always be there. Mm. So I don't know if he rejected her, or more so that they couldn't be together because mm. of the familial ties that they'd had. Yeah. But then yeah. you're gonna go for her sister. Yeah. So then he Trash. went. So yeah. So he went back um, with a package that she asked him to deliver. He went to the house and met her sister, Just and they they went in a relationship. But it's a it was such a weird kind of um, thing to happen because obviously. Anika was kind of had an ulterior motive to try and get her brother back and so, use him as the home secretary's yeah. son so that kind of brings me to my first question about the book right ask personal, it then I'm coming man I'm coming <laughs> I'm coming I'm coming personal freedoms personal freedoms uh, freedoms within within um, you know duty mm. and like community and society and all those things how do they get challenged? You know what I mean? Like, because Camilla Shamsi to write something like that, I feel like she was getting at something quite As in particular looking within, at, a, within a community. Like looking at Isma's freedom, like her lack of freedom in the beginning and that she needed to sit and look after her 
co- uh, b- uh, brother and sister mm-hmm. and then choosing to be like you know what now it's time for me to think about myself and actually move forward mm-hmm. and kind of abandon yeah, slightly freedom, however duties. you want to take it but okay so we're all siblings here and we all are oldest siblings are we yeah how does that how well, do you kind of how does you approaching your siblings and your own oh like this is interesting I feel um, like I needed to set a, res- a, a, a standard for my siblings mm-hmm. because, so for example, I come from a, my, my family, a really sciencey backgroundish. So they're like, you know, my grandfather was a radiologist, my mum's a chemist, and they were really like, you need to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Your mum's so, a what? Your mum's a chemist? Yeah. Really? And your granddad was a radiologist? Yeah. In Zanzibar. Oh, in Zanzibar. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, wow. Um, More um, like that makes a difference. He's still, he's, that's still his profession. Like. Yeah, 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 but like, you okay. know, back home. Yeah. So, um, they're very much like you need to do medicine because mm-hmm. we have loads of like docs and nurses in my family and I was like it's not gonna happen for like well I was like okay it's, uh, that's what I thought I was gonna be and I even applied and everything so <laughs> when I said like actually I don't want to become a doctor like when I went to that interview at King's College and they were asking me about this stuff and I'm like you know when you realize like I don't care about this stuff and so there was a whole year where I didn't like my parents weren't really happy with me and they didn't speak to me because mm. it was like you, you're choosing and then I was like well they were like you know I'm gonna take a year off and find out what I want to do knowing that I'd want to do study English but I just needed that time to break it to them mm-hmm. and they were like what yeah as in for a whole year it was like what is this language that you're trying disgusting to I'm like you, you're breaking everything mm. but now my younger sibling she wants to study English at university yeah, and when she said I'm studying English at university they were like oh that's brilliant yeah that's great mm-hmm. and I was I literally just sat there like so y'all people weren't talking to me wow. for like <laughs> two years you were not talking to me mm-hmm. but now because and that's the thing I really wanted to make sure that yeah so I've set like and I've always wanted to do that but at the same time the hardship of those two years mentally was awful because your parents didn't talk to you <laughs> do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but now so there is, I feel like there is that duty. My little brother, for instance, he like, he's like, like, he's really, really naughty. And I feel like he's, you know, he's like 18 right now. Or no, 17. And the things you that he's he, naughty. Was he out here? Fam. Like in is Zanzibar, it? my mum is so stressed because of him. Oh, he's in Zanzibar? Yeah, he's in oh, Zanzibar. Oh, okay, okay. And every time I go back, I'm like... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details trying to set an example trying to talk to him literally i'm like that pushover mum more so than my own mother and you know if you're a good sibling or or an older sibling that's why i think i really like sat with isma because it was like these heifers are not they don't see the bigger picture they're very selfish and narrow-minded and they're they just think of freedom and they don't think of duty do you know what i mean and it's hard but you have to do it yeah i hear that so you're upset that they don't see things the way you do, essentially. They don't see the important things. That you, things you find important. But if because if I yeah if I didn't take those those important things, what 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 will happen? Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. I mean, but that's your own personal problem. That's do you know what I mean? Yes, but I think you're missing the idea of like what family means, and yeah, as in everyone cool. has different ideas of what family means. And if you, I guess, if you come from a, a an idea of family is that built in community that okay you do wrong whatever you do wrong at the end there you have a home so, and you can do wrong but we'll always be here even though we hate you do you know what i mean yeah so i see what you're saying because um i was the oldest of four and it was like you know it was always this constant pressure to kind of be you like, got four siblings to kind of be like i don't even know you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like yeah this is um Set the example, yeah, be the example, bigger, always to set the example, look always, after, you know, look after. You know, you're the first to go to uni. You're this, that, and the other. You yeah. I mean, I'm. Your approach is slightly different to how. You know, you, yeah, I mean, I'm in the middle. I've, brothers, so. I've got an older sister. Okay. But she lives in Ghana. Right. We don't talk. I've spoken to her like a couple of times in my life. Is that just down to distance? She just don't check. She don't check for me. Okay. So she's like 30 old or something. Okay. So we don't talk. Um, and then my little brother, of course, like, I mean, I was never, I've never been like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just different. Do you know what I mean? So the guidance I gave my little brother was kind of like, fam, just don't, don't move mad. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't go out on the street and, and do some mad stuff. Like, I knew he was doing little things and whatnot. Um, I mean, I can say, because I know my mom's not going to listen to oh, this, okay. but obviously I knew he was out there, he was smoking. Yeah, yeah. You know, doing his little all his little deep stuff and whatever. <laughs> and obviously, every time I realized he was doing these things, I'll talk to him or yeah, I'll give him a, a a clip around the ear or something. Do you get me? So, but I mean, where it's interesting that Ray's like Ray said, oh, you know, with the university thing, blah blah blah. Um, with my brother, it was just I don't know. It was. It was it's it really puts things into perspective because my my concern with my brother is that I just don't want him to go out and get stabbed, bro. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? That was my biggest worry. Like I'm still worried about. So he goes uni mm-hmm. in Coventry, but any time he comes down, and he's he like he goes out. I'm right, yeah, I'm just worried he's he's something's gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? Because I know my brother and like I fight with him and he's really he tries to fight me. I can body him. Yeah, but he still tries to fight me. 
because he's so proud. Do you know what I mean? I see him sitting there and just getting wound up, and he's just sitting there crying because he's so angry. Yeah. But he, he knows our body, but he will still try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, if he's out on road and someone tries him and his pride gets the better of him, he's gonna he's gonna get himself into some. Do you know what I mean? Because my brother's not he's not hench or anything. Yeah. Like, he's a he's a small you, bro. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 really really strange. I think that the concern for that, like I, you know, the twins that I have at home, yeah. they're like fourteen now, and one like they're not like my my the, the girl who I've literally like trained and molded because I sit with her, you know, I always talk to her. But the other ones, like I'm literally trying to get them into reading, they're not into it. There's one of the mm. twins who I'm really worried about because he likes he likes the good things in life. He saved up to buy a Gucci belt. I'm like at your big age what are you, he's selling like sweets at school to, to save money to How go in 14. I did that I watched that you you know because, because we're so scared that's we are how it so, starts you know so scared literally my brother used to sell yeah, cookies but it at depends. school yeah. it depends because they like it depends you can do that <laughs> but it's like entrepreneur or luxuries saying, that are near you're saying he likes the finer things exactly in life, but he's, he's buying a gucci belt fam next he's gonna want balenciaga exactly and how, how is he gonna fund that ex- oh, exactly exactly <laughs> i swear to god we are on edge at home <laughs> my aunt has he's keeping him on lockdown he's they're not allowed to go out like mm. that they're, they're really being kept on lockdown they're yeah. just like if you're not at home at this time That's like he got a phone without his parents buying the phone where'd you get the phone but you can't stop it really you can't and then it's like the friends that he hangs around with they're the cool That's kids scary. but the other one he's kind of like he's crazy he's like a very he's still kiddish you know what I mean? Mm. He's still kiddish. So he like he's a bit mad. But like this one could bill. He's like I get along with him because he's he's he acts like an adult. So I get I get along with him really well. But I see that This one who shot sweets. Yeah, like I see that he I have to talk to him a lot mm. because he's like what do you want to be? Oh, you know, like I want to do football. I want to get rich. Do you know what I mean? I'm like okay, but how like I'm like exactly. He has that and I'm just like my aunt's like, okay, I might have to send him back to Zanzibar because I cannot. And you know, the father is. <clears throat> where is he? I don't know. We need to. We need to give these kids more things to aspire towards. These, exactly. these little black boys, man. So, um, it's always football. So I'm literally like, hella stressed, and I have to talk to him all the time. But being an older sibling is but just that's stressful. What I'm saying. So it's that responsibility that kind of is kind of articulated in the book. You know, like she had that. Oh, it's my day, you know. And then she even felt guilty for going to the states to the states to kind of pursue i think it's always like in that first chapter it's always about i went to pursue my dreams i went to pursue my freedom i went to pursue this that and the other to then find out mm. that why didn't a man that you really like likes your sister oh yeah. god <laughs> to, to find out all of that um <laughs> to the point of to the like to that he liked his sister he liked because she was less of a burden she was more carefree because she was allowed to be she, you know she wields the power let's keep us a secret for once it's a secret like she wanted to keep the whole relationship a secret she said um, I'm not, not going to tell you when I come or this and she stressed man out you know she yeah, stressed like, man like, out had, yeah man going all the way to um, Norfolk to see his friends and then coming back the because first, taking the first train back because it's like, oh, she might come around. Right, I need to get that sort of source. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, but like, so parent-wise then, what what do you think? Father, absentee fathers. Yeah. Um, now, how, how was that articulated? So what, he was a jihadist, yeah? So yeah. he he was various things, but like he was in their life, so then that's when Ismail was born, then left. To go and, 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 and did, to and kill went, the West. No, no, went, went about and did various things, various things. 
don't know what it was. It's like carpentry. Oh, thing. so they don't actually no, he, specify. He wa- nah, he was about it. He was about it, but they didn't. They say, oh, he, he was working on this that, and the other. But the way even like Camilla Shamsi described, jah- um, like, is it jihadi? Jihadist? Jihadist, yeah. Anyway, like, I'm looking at Ray because I'm like, am I, am I saying it correctly? A jihadist? Yes, jihadist. The way she yeah, so when my mother is a. Anyways, yeah, continue. She's like, she wasn't. The Your mum's a what? She's not a jihadist. Oh. <laughs> she just, her name is jihada, which yeah, yeah. means one who fights for the cause of yeah, yeah. Allah, which is so actually a beautiful name, but the West have really fucking tainted oh, it. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. So they've tainted it. Like, they don't, badly. She didn't paint, she didn't, she didn't describe it in uh, an overtly negative. She kind of uh, described it in a neutral light. I don't think so. She I think there was. She didn't, she didn't describe it negatively though, because what? the way that she described um, Paris in the, like in the camp. That was negative that, though. That wasn't negative. Really, I looked she at that and I was like, "What are you doing for like Muslims?" Because he, they were, they were yeah, chatting yeah, so much shit about women. Yeah, yeah. They, they could buy their wives. Buy, like, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were like, they were just they were put on fucking registries, registries. and they were they were just they were just saying really horrible i think anti-muslim shit really weird and i'm like what are you trying to do like if a non-muslim was to read this book he'd be like oh look at them going at it again and i was like i read it i read it and i thought the way that she's the way that it's been written it doesn't it's not written as negative everything that's negative has come from my own perception of like societies that we live in Mm. maybe maybe i was just a bit too protective of islam yeah because i mean i'm reading it and i'm just like oh so Barbaris went there and he's, he's got military training. Okay. Oh, so he went there and he's got like this little brotherhood of people and he's only doing the technology, the media. Um, yeah, like know, muting voices media. of beheadings. Yeah, That's so very nice. Yeah, 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 Alex, come on. Let's not be naive I mean, I, I, I went, But the way it was described, it wasn't, there was no tone. Mm. That's what I'm saying. She didn't write it in a tone. She wrote it as, this is what he's doing. These yes, but the, the mere fact that there is, it's toneless, a lot of people read this and they will put their own idea of what these people are doing. And most of that in the media is bad. Yeah. Do you so you think mean? that's you think that was, irris- she was it was written irresponsibly? So or the, there were parts of it I was like, this is this is very irresponsible. This is just adding to the adding to the narrative, the narrative. that we're all like bomb bombers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the jihadi wives that the jihadi wives part really made me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, like these girls are actually out here doing." Yeah, because they, they were saying things like, "Oh, don't get an, don't get an Arab," because um, they don't know as much as the Europeans chicks. They don't know how to do as much as the European Muslims and all this stuff. Like, in terms really, of, pipe, in terms the sex. of like sex. Oh, the piping. Okay. So I was like, "Okay, well, this is an interesting take." Parents, the gap of the father, right? Yeah. And the kind of, and the gap of the mother then. Um, I didn't feel the gap of the mother as much because Isma was there, but the dad was just causing havoc on all of these kids' lives. Isma. Yeah. It's a nice name. It is a nice name. It is a nice name. There's another thing. Um, there's a character who plays the Home Secretary. Mm. Before, you, before you kind of... Oh, he was uh, nice. Um, complicated. You, yeah, he's complicated. But um, what is this? Like, do you guys see... You know when, you, like, when people kind of marry up or try to move up in the, in the social ladder? And at the detriment of their, um, I, wanna, I don't want to say identity, but more who um, they are. What's the word? What's the word? Because the thing is, like, I don't want to say identity because how do they identify? But like, for example, if you're black or if you're, you know, if you're based on your race, your religion, and the ra- these things in these societies, what do you guys think about marrying up? Those kind of things. Happen? More for it. I, I think it's. I think it's. Um, it doesn't make any sense because. <laughs> If I'm black, how the f- how do I marry up? Do you know what I mean? I, I I mean, if I'm working class, I understand you say, oh, I've married up into 
middle class mm-hmm. if you believe in class in that way. But obviously, it exists to be silly to say it doesn't. Or then I've married up from middle class into upper middle class or into royalty mm-hmm. or something. But if I'm black, you can't marry into. Up why am I marrying, marrying up, bro? I mean, if you say that I'm black and I can marry up, or I've married a white woman, so I've married up, bro. You're really saying something very negative about my race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. in and even the same with with Islam. If you've married out of Islam, yeah. you haven't married upwards. You do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just You've just moved around. So it's a but of what the Home Secretary was, yeah. sh- I think, partly ashamed of who he was. Yeah. And he was ashamed of, and he recognized that for him to be successful in life, he needed to not be Muslim. He needed to not be from an Asian background. You know what I mean? So he he was trying to distance himself to what he believed was inferior and what the world has told him was inferior. And that was why he, in his head or in other people's minds, Mm. he married up. yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, he really... Um, was missing those aspects of him that was in his past. So, for example, when he was really stressed out, he said that he would recite Surah Al-Qursi, which is, yeah. um, which is a surah that you read, like a little chapter that you read from the Quran, which yeah. is like I recite it every day. Do you know what I mean? And and he, and it was instinctual. Like he, you know, every time he'd be stressed out, even though he was an atheist, he would recite that surah. So I thought that was interesting. But that was more for his personal, you know, rather than any connection, because he even said that when his mum died, he had to reread parts of the Quran over her, her body. Yeah. And he said he had no connection with it, but he did it because he knew that that's what she would have like, wanted. wanted to do, or that's what should be done. Now, but then if in his personal life, he's when he's feeling a certain way, he starts reciting the Quran and he says he's an atheist. To me, that just tells you he's not an atheist, mate. There's really? still there's still parts of him mm-hmm. that are connected that intri- yeah. with Islam yeah. that he just cannot sever. Do you know what I mean? When you when you're born into something and you're fully indoctrinated i think it's absolutely impossible to mm-hmm. cut ties with it. even though you say you have mm-hmm. i don't think you have i think i remember i think it was john stuart mill who was writing about this i think because his father was catholic or and then said he wasn't catholic anymore but then obviously his catholicism was influencing the no no it was bertrand russell saying this he's obviously his catholicism had influenced what he was writing about yeah. and he just couldn't see it do you know what I mean? There, I don't think there's a way to completely sever ties yeah. with um Could with religion. Everything, mate. Right? Who you are. I just I always, I found it strange that he was like you know. No, he wasn't. He was not anti-racist at all. Remember when he said, "If you don't want to be alienated, you have to be. You have to assimilate to you know with how you dress and how you think and whatever with regards to British life." And then he'd say, "Oh, I'm not a racist. You know, no, I'm, I'm completely saying, I'm saying against this." I didn't believe that's that. How he met his wife. Remember, he was at the rally. That, that rally. Like the, um, you know, no, but as in, so that's what I was saying. He was that, and then he. But I think he believed he was. I think he believed that he was anti-racist and all of that stuff. So but intrinsically, he was always like against his. Yeah, religion. because for you to tell a group of people don't dress a certain way if you don't want now, to be at this point, rather than at the point before. Maybe. I mean, like things things change. Your your your. your so you, you have to, you know, I don't know. But I I thought he was trash actually. <laughs> didn't <laughs> like him. The things that he was saying was yeah, just he was a bit mad. He was a bit weird. And when you get to the end. But gonna kind of round up there. Cool. But it's a really—I mean, I enjoyed the book for, for for what it's worth. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm enjoying I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna pick up some of the. Like. I'm gonna pick up some of the other, one of the other books and see see what's what was that about. I don't think I will pick up. They're not oh, to read straight away. I'm just heavy. like, yeah, I'm just gonna chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. It was a bit much. All right, guys, moving on. Cool. I say I don't have the best live reads today, but we um, somebody wrote in and wanted to ask us a question. Yeah. Um, so this comes from um, a person called Morentina. She's uh, at Afrotaj on Twitter. And she basically said, hey, hope you're all doing well. And I really love your podcast. I have a question for, the, for, the, for this show. So I'm turning 20 next February, which is both exciting and scary, seeing as it's going to be the first decade in I'm actually responsible for my future. So what books would you say are an important essential book to read in your 20s so which books do you think would give you hmm. do you want to know like it, what's it the kind of essentials it 20 year old reading list in your 20s in your 20s self-reliance by ralph Waldo emerson <laughs> this book i need to buy this book absolutely in, in your in your 20s because you want to be living <laughs> your anyway. you want to be living your best life in your 20s you want to be you want to be actually doing individualism like you know my <laughs> pleasures come first i you know what I want to do is what I want to do. If I want to change my mind, fuck yeah, I'll change my mind. Yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What I believe in my heart is what I believe all people should believe. You know that kind of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think Self Reliance by Ra- Ralph Waldo Emerson, very very important essay. Um, there's a self help book that I really like for your twenties, but I oh forgot the name of it. Really? I know. What's I in know. it? Oh man. It's not a secret, is it? No. Although my friend like. My friend like dies for that stuff. Um, the secret. No, yeah. Oh god. Oh it's man. Garbage, mate. It's one of the really good ones. What? Rich dad, poor dad. No god, no. Rich dad, poor dad is a good one to have for your twenties, just to have a good understanding of um, finances. I think you should know that like pretty earlier than in your twenties, to be honest. Okay, I I can't find it. Um, to read in your twenties. Rich dad, poor dad. No, I, that's not my recommendation. Yes, oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, it's a girl. I know what you're going to say, yeah. She's going to say nervous conditions. No, I was going to say the eyes are watching God because it just makes you Oh, really? So. Oh, okay. It just makes you think at the end of it, you're like, you know what? I'm going to live my life and I will do what I want and I'm going to just sit on my porch and I'm going to watch you guys all struggle and suffer and, and you know, be besides yourself with worry I'm gonna let my hair down or my hijab down and just just live we need yeah. to get some new books to talk about mate yeah we no do. we <laughs> don't because I will always talk about <laughs> well, every time you talk about like the great Gatsby but I'm talking about myself as well oh. yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but I will forever stand for that book maybe until like mid 2018 mm. then I'll be like okay then I need to look, move over to something else What that sh- that in your teens to in read, your, like in your twenties, your twenties. Oh, even read um, your twen- uh, Bellamy. Bellamy. By uh, I know I'm gonna butcher his name. Is it Guy de Maupassant? <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay, so Bellamy. Yeah, Bellamy. That's from. Like mess up the name. Is Guy a G G U Y? Guy de Maupassant. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, but um, that's really good actually to read in your twenties because it's really just about um. What what would you call the what those guys in France? I think it was like early nineteen hundreds who were literally just trying to rise in society. So they were just marrying rich women 
and you know it's it's oh, it? about playing the game do you know what i mean he works oh, for no, a newspaper yeah there's a name what were those kind of, oh, those kind of guys called? called i have to find it and put it into the notes oh, okay but um yeah i remember going i remember studying yeah that but yeah um that's a good book to read in your book. 20s i mean i think that also just essays as well like, like several essays are pretty good to read um over do you have any essays to, any essay suggestions Depends, it depends on what your um, what your interests are. So I mean, mm. if you're a writer or whatnot, mm. but certain essays are good to go through um, with regards to certain things to you. I would say, I would say also the Song of Solomon. Martin, what? For me, I mean, reading that in my twenties, that was like that was instrumental. Really? That and Coachella in high school. Those are the two. Oh shit! Read. Are. Tell it on the mountain and Song of Solomon. Um, I would also say A Thousand Splendid Sons. I absolutely love that book. I think it's beautiful, especially if you're a woman and just for like sisterhood empowerment. Mm -hmm. If you really want to support other women and yourself and how to get over grief and suffering. And if you have like moments of real hardship, then I would say read A Thousand Splendid Sons. It's mm -hmm. an absolutely remarkable read. And I, I don't know why we haven't done a no, Khalid yeah. Husseini book. Not yet. I mean, there's plenty of books to do. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a Khalid Husseini book. That's crazy. Alex just brushed that off like, can you move, man? <laughs> I'm a fucking do it as my next Yeah. But, um, Which one? The Kite Runner or Found Splendid Sons? Yeah. Okay. But also, yeah, have a check out of certain things. Essays, they're pretty cool. Oh, I read um, Audrey Lord as well. Um, oh, yeah. Sir, Zami, a new spelling of my name. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Yeah. A new spelling of my name. Um, I bloody love that book. Uh, amazing, amazing little texts and uh, essays. Um, okay. Yeah. So mostly flicks. Yeah. So I wanted to just briefly say, um, <laughs> obviously, because Black Panther's coming out very soon, um, I wanted to see what gave you guys' reaction to to it. Like, how are you guys feeling about it coming out? Are you gelling? Are you jamming with the hype? I have. It, uh, or are you feeling is there some kind of trepidation coming? Well, I've booked like five tickets already to watch it. Still. I've got my. <laughs> I would think is I booked a ticket on the thirteenth. Yeah. I know it comes down the 16th you're right Alex I know that. but I've got a ticket for the 13th so I booked it in Woodgreen to watch it at like 12 but uh, then I saw the Le the IMAX in Leicester Square it's way too expensive it's showing I don't care it's a big £30 for one oh no but obviously I've got my black card my oh. cinema black card so it's only £7 what? yeah fam so I booked that instead and that's at 10.30 in the morning that's a lot better so yeah. I get to see it and then jump back on Twitter and then to tweet spoilers which is going to be great um <laughs> Not from the multi lit account, of course, because no. I know you guys would kill me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see it. the trick. The thing is, early in the year, yeah, I was even thinking, oh, if this film is shit, like I'm gonna be so angry. That was only after I saw like the first trailer mm -hmm. and a few clips. But now, after seeing the first couple of reviews, I've watched every single trailer, every clip. Family movie is probably gonna be quite iconic, you know. Yeah. It looks. It looks pretty I've good. Actively stopped looking at those. Um, 
there's like more and more clips that come out I've actively stopped looking at it now because there's some scenes that some there was a fight scene that people were throwing up like, oh throwing yeah up I like that fight and scene. I was like I could I could feel from the description it looks lit but I'm not gonna um, I can't help myself but don't forget the movie's like two and a half hours long yeah, so yeah, but I'm not gonna uh, you know you just think to yourself there's no I'm not gonna try and you're also such a man of discipline consume it or I'm just gonna be like listen it is what it is. Fair what enough. What about you, Ray? How are you feeling about it coming? I'm really excited. Um, I didn't want it to be spoilt for me, so I booked quite a few tickets. But yeah. before that, I booked tickets like with black people, but I, no. I I need my own personal showing. So I've got one on the 13th, but I'm, I've got work, so I can't go there <laughs> like midday. Yeah. So I'm Early going... Yeah, I'm going to go in the evening. Hopefully the evening I can get out at 8.30. I think we're going to be in the cinema at the same time. We'll be in the cinema at the same time. After it's I've watched like that, I'm going to text both of you like, yeah. yo, this is what happens. Yeah, what day are you going? You're 13th. Are you going in the morning? Though? Yes. Before both yes, of I'm you. Yes, I'm booking your number. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just it's that easy. Um, <laughs> it's that simple. Exactly. Um, <laughs> literally, literally everything, email, number, like, like, like... I just went on social media that day. It's just going to be... Be a long I think I know what's going to happen yeah. in Black Panther though. Yeah, I think it, like you know, I think it's going to be an interesting, it's an interesting moment. I saw the pictures for the world premiere and whatnot, and it looked like, you know, I mean, the trolls have already started. The trolls, the trolls have, have started. The trolls I mean, they've already started, man. There was some fair critiques of um, the um, the premiere yes. in America, like you know, when everybody was the, the theme was like um, what was it? Where African royalty. African royalty. Yeah. There were cr- there were fair critiques. I some people were saying. These lot are wearing African no, clothing, no, I get that. and uh, most of them cannot even tell you Where's what countries what? in Africa those attires are from. Did you see? That's problematic, bro. Yeah, it's true. That is problematic. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I but think I that's. I was talking about more of the, the the white. They trolls. can't say that for Lupita though. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that for the, like more of the white trolls who were not my East African and queen. Saying, oh, this is a book about a fascist. Blah blah blah. I mean, a oh, film about fascists. And, da, 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 and you guys are all supporting a fascist. Then who? Like aren't that all superhero films? Like, uh, like I mean, didn't we have a movie with the red skull in it? Yeah. Cap- the first Avengers got the red skull in it, which is the it's like yeah. a guy who's worse than Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so, so it's just really like one of them. You know, white people, white peopling. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. I'm <laughs> wow, I never, I haven't heard that, but that's fucking wild. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Wow, yeah, it was crazy when I started seeing all the tweets. I mean, I was like, this is just <laughs> mental. You guys are proper just hating on the fact that you know it's the biggest you know broke records for pre-sales in the uk <laughs> and europe and the states and whatnot. <laughs> like people are crazy you know yeah, this is actually crazy yeah, wow so okay people are mad. but yes um yeah looking it, should forward be to good. it comes out mm. looking forward to the soundtrack coming out next week this week it'll be out this week i don't care for soundtracks you know i'm, I'm kind of interested like because there's quite a few artists on there which are i like soundtracks they yeah, can really carly's on there and scissors on there and kendrick <laughs> and Sorry, I saw a gif, right? <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw a gif or a gif, whatever. And um, the girl, someone said, "Oh, this is how someone told me Cesar. I can't pronounce. Cesar. It. Yeah, his name is pronounced. And there's this woman, and she goes, Cesar. <laughs> Oh, when she, when she sees the rat, and she runs. And she runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, my bus this morning, being like, oh my god, this is so funny. Wow. <laughs> thing is, man, I lost respect for Scissor after she did that nonsense. I heard she was a hijabi. Is this yeah. true? Right, gang gang. Yeah, but she's doing nonsense videos in, garage, in empty garage parks. No, that's Solange's fault. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Have some integrity, man. 
tell the story. My right? man is your man and your man is... Oh, my God. Where have you guys Have you guys <laughs> seen your, um, The Parent Trap? Yeah. No. Which one? With the two... Lindsay Lohan. Well, I was about to say, the two Lindsay Lohans, the one... There's two parent traps. Oh God, no! I've only ever there's seen the original, and then there's. The I will never one. see the original. The original one's the best. No. Okay. Anyway, so in Parent Trap, when they were trying to figure out um, if that they were twins, mm. Lindsay Lohan said to Lindsay Lohan, "If your dad is my dad, and my and my mom is your mom." <laughs> Someone put that quote on Twitter with the picture and then goes, this is, this is the modern day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if your man is my, my, man. <laughs> my, my man. is your man. If your dad the is my... <laughs> the boyfriend trap. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. I, hate, I hate that whole album because of that song. She's walking in the spirit of Side Chick and she's no, proud of it. And I'm not a fan of I that stuff. She, I mean, I think she has a whole explanation for it. But, um, I don't think you can explain something I like enjoyed, that tragic. As soon as I've heard, I heard that like line. I haven't even listened to the song. I heard that line. I was like, "This woman is not for me." Personally, I feel like she all of these like whispery song artists. I call them whispery song because all they do is whispery. They just they just whisper and they're trying to do Janae and you can't do Janae. Like they're trying to do come for that and I just don't think you can yeah, do it. I mean, there are some really good ones. I really I enjoy SZA. I enjoy HER. I enjoy Janae. I enjoy Neo. Show off. Yeah. Love to judge people's picks, music critiques. So that's um, Black Panther, and let's move on. Um, do you have an issue? Um, my issue is tweet like sixteen hundred is trash. <laughs> Y'all people are stupid as fuck. Um, to be honest, there's like, I said it on foreign show the other day. Mm. Like there was one, like obviously I laughed at some because like people have a great sense of humor, but you just don't do that shit in public. Yeah. Nah, I mean, come on. I mean, look. Nah, what? come on. I saw some and I some actually only laughed at one because mm. of holes and that's it. In my own personal yeah. life. <laughs> but the thing is, most of it, look, <laughs> we have to, look, the way I saw it was, the ones that I saw, most of them were like tweets about slaves getting one up on massa. Okay. You know what I mean, and those were the I fun. Those, those were the funny ones, like oh, when you're poisoning masses, drinking. Then you're <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So those kind of ones, you're laughing because cool. you're like, yes. Get. But it doesn't but it invite like you're doing this on a public platform. Mm-hmm. You're basically telling these white people. And I, the thing is, what I get is black people have always tried to use humor to make easy the suffering that we go through. <laughs> I have good. seen this so many times, and I don't, I don't mind for it because you know what? If you need to survive, you need to survive, and you need to do anything to survive. And if if you draw humor to be able to go on with the world. That's fine, but you're doing something, and I've seen white people be tweeting shit, and I'm like, what? But we can't tell African Americans what they can and cannot make light of. We can't. We can't do that. No, I think. I think we can. I think we can. Do you know why? Because no, because like we experience. So exactly. So Jamaicans, like Jamaicans, Jamaicans can come through and say to Americans. Nah, we're not. We don't rape the way you guys are making light of this and what and whatnot. But we can't. Why can't? If, if the thing is, people. The way I see, I see it, going, yeah. I see, I see where you're going with it, but at the that's, same that's time, we've localized. Yeah, localized. Like it's level. very localized like, in my eyes. I could say. I could say, I could say that. Yeah. Like I could agree. That's why I'm saying. I agree with what you're saying. But you also, could say certain things about a, slavery that I just couldn't argue as with. A, but as a black person as well, that's a. Com- you, you can say. Under that homogeneity of white people looking in at black people, they're not going to differentiate between this African American person and this person being uh, British. So what is it? They look at you in their little white gaze nonsense and think you're black. So you're saying that we? I don't give a shit. I'm gonna make fun of your shit. You know what that is? That's that is to me a form of respectability politics, Ray. You're saying that we 
Shh, the white people is there. Don't use the N word in front no, of the white No, I'm not don't saying. Make, don't make those kind of I'm jokes. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying people. don't be surprised when these people are saying like these horrible yeah, racist don't bring, things. Don't bring shock, in yeah, in light of. In personally, even, you, even you, without the white gaze on it looking at us, you do realize, I don't agree with it. Don't say you that. Do, you do realize what you're saying is kind of like a victim-blaming thing. It's like, oh, don't, don't, I'm not victim-blaming. Don't, blame, don't, don't be surprised when they start being racist if I'm you're not, making racist I'm not victim-blaming at all. I'm saying even without the white gaze, putting that aside, even in a room full of black people, yeah. I don't think you should be making light of people because okay. people fucking died. Do you know what I mean? Because even, because people like, fucking yeah. died and you're there. And even, even like with the word nigger, I, I don't agree with its use. No, neither do I. Whether it's black people saying it around black people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but what, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is that if this is how people make light of certain situations, then let them do so. I said that in the I beginning. Still, I agree yeah. with that. But I still like, I still feel away with something yeah, as... It from the angle that you, when you said that you saw mm-hmm. the, the tweets, when it was trying to get one up. And yeah, those are the ones I saw. And obviously you're seeing like, you know, you're, you're, making, you're making light of it in the sense that it's an alternative history in a, in a way in a really weird way i can see that it's like have like, you not watched just have, really, it's just really one of them have you not watched the boondocks i mean the the the, the story of catcher freeman that episode is is what making light of slavery they make jokes on the slave plantation like do you know what i mean oh, yeah, that entire episode bro django i'm telling you itself is just a it's, it's a joke yeah, bro it's a whole joke. do you know what i mean the like these are, these yeah, things are these things yeah, have been good. happening, bro. Yeah. So the fact that my they've thing, come up with a, the, uh, a hashtag about it, like my I, thing was I like the fact that, like you know, that slavery was the only thing that happened in the 1600s, and they're thinking there were so many different things, especially in America. Like there's so many different things that were happening. But, um, I know what you mean, but I don't think that was the point. I think I know, I know, yeah. but like you know, as soon as it's like tweet like the 1600s, it was like slavery. Let's talk about slavery, slavery, slavery. Let's make jokes about slavery, and I was like, well. But if you were living if you were living in America during the 1600s, there wasn't much going on for you except slavery, though, was there? Depends on where you were. Nah. Mm. Depends on where you were. Slavery. It was, was still. But I mean, it was, it was still. still the, it was still. It was the overarching. But what I'm saying, it was the, as, as a black person, I mean, is the, that was the overarching, overarching thing, thing that was going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like tweet like the noughties though. That was You know when you had <laughs> composing your soundtrack on the phone and whatnot. But that's all good. Infrared. Ha! Do you remember infrared? Were you alive when infrared was going in? No, I wasn't. I was in my mother's womb. Hmm. I was in Africa. You know, the motherland. No electricity, nothing. Yeah. What? What the hell are you talking about? Of course I was alive. All right. I mean, mean, you're acting like to say I said people in Zanzibar don't have electricity or something. Yo, you projecting me. I ain't saying none of that shit. But infrared. Did you ever use infrared? Yeah, I remember. You had to like put the phone, the two phones together. Never never used it. I really tried. never worked. It was hard to use. I had a seven, what was it, 7210? I remember the song that I wanted to transfer was infrared. You had to compose them on the... Um, yeah, I remember that. You used to compose the ringtones. Remember when you could buy the ringtones? Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that ringtone of the um the, the frog? <laughs> was that him? Yeah. Oh, man. That's not old school, Ray. Crazy, You're yes, not really taking it back that far. Like, well, that's when I was young. That's when I was young. I'm what, not a fucking ringtones? oldie. Yeah, how far are we going back? I'm talking about when you can actually compose them on your 3210 from. No. Yeah. I yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and they, they sent you the um they used to send you the the, the score. Yeah. To, uh, I didn't have a phone, so. To, yeah, the 3310 you could compose it. Mm-hmm. Was that allowed for I'm sorry. Oh, the yeah. good days, good like days. Watching MTV base and they're saying, "Oh yeah, you want to get baby boy as your ringtone?" Like messages oh yeah <laughs> or £2.50 those those ringtones were expensive <laughs> 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 crazy 
What were they called? Polyphonic ringtones. Ringtones. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. You had Who? More, yeah, no one, one thinks about ringtones now, right? It's just the normal like iPhone one, right? Yeah. Well, if you've got an iPhone, you can't really put music as a ringtone unless yeah, you pay for it. You, no, you can. You have to do some next. Oh, is it? Like, I generally haven't heard a phone iPhone. ring. I've only like, all I know now is just uh, an iPhone ringing. The general iPhone ringtone. Yeah. Do you know like, like do, do you phones know, actually ring ring ring? Do you know what my ring? <laughs> in my head, the ringtone. Peasants. Is, <laughs> it's just the vibration. That's the ringtone for me now. Yeah. Yeah. You poor regular people. Ring ring ring. Oh wow! Apple is really the real fucking capitalist system. That's really controlling my life right now. Ruined it all. But yes, come to the end of the road, guys. Um, end of the road. Yeah. Thanks for listening this part Excuse to the me, end. guys. Sorry. Um, make sure you follow us. Uh, mostly lit. Twitter, um, oh my god! Do we? I think we have like a good piece, a good piece of news coming out this week. No, we? is it this week or next week? In a few weeks. Yes. No, it's coming out next this week. Yes. Oh yes, we have some news. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Alex, you don't need to yes, put your hands know. up, mate. We I'm know. Not like, going we're to not gonna. That's why I said piece of news. <laughs> I didn't say what it is. Anyway. Anyway, no, but for them to look out, innit? Sure, you rate and review us on iTunes. I actually forgot. That's why I was like, Yes, we need some more ratings and reviews on iTunes. Just say nice things, don't say horrible things. Say what you want. (laughs) Don't say horrible things. Yeah, um, cool. Where can they find you? You can find me at Garni and Derek. Please get at me. Don't forget, I'm still, um, trying to get commissioning. I'm still still commissioning people to write for books made better. So get at me. That's cool. Um, keep me on Alex. Oh, it's Alex Reads. Um, I'm throwing the sarcasm, doing my thing. Um, <laughs> find me at Reckless Ray. I don't know what I do these days on Twitter. I sometimes write. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll get to that. Yeah. Ray's been throwing out some good pieces of writing That's lately. So, oh, thanks, make sure though. you follow her. Um, and guys, have a good week. Bye. Bye bye. 